Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 110. Hey guys, welcome. If you're sitting in your car right now and you're listening to episode 110, it's a couple days late. I apologize for that, but also it is live over on Facebook that we're recording this episode and I'm joined live with a bunch of listeners and my buddy Jordan Yance. Hey Jordan. Hey, hey, how's it going? He is back for episode 110. You were episode 42 and some other 40 number. And then you were 50 something or something like that. I don't don't remember. (laughs) And now you're back at episode 110. So we're stoked to have Jordan back. This episode is over on Facebook. If you if you want to just watch and listen, go and join us over there. That's where we did the raw recording of it. So you'll see us open it and then we'll start the podcast and the podcast will go through that. But if you like the edited version where it's just focused to this audio, we'll welcome in. Welcome to the Photog Adventure podcast everyone we unfortunately don't have brendan tonight because you know he has priorities like uh it's him and his wife's anniversary so congrats to brendan (laughs) congrats to you man and you don't have to be here obviously for that reason so welcome into this podcast we are going to talk about real estate photography jordan's history maybe not current history because you said something about changing your plan doing more of what you really want so might find out that he's not doing real estate as much anymore, but we're going to get some advice from you, Jordan, on real estate in the beginning of this podcast. Then we're going to talk about some of your photography adventures and your current work. I'm excited to find out. If you guys remember last year, we talked about Picture Monk, brought it up, and then Jordan told us the news. Picture Monk is dead, and he's going to change it to the Road to Full-Time podcast. Apparently, he has an announcement today that he's (laughs) not doing the Road to Full-Time anymore, and so that is gone. So despite the fact that Jordan can go out there, create a whole new podcast, and then name it something like Astrophotography and outrank every single Photog Adventure podcast because he has a huge audience, he's deciding to go for a third. I mean, I'm assuming it's a podcast, but maybe it's not even a podcast. We'll find out. We will see. (laughs) We'll find out here soon. (laughs) So Jordan Yance. Hey, man, quickly, you have other projects that you're working Well, let's just wait for the whole projects on that. I won't even introduce you by other things that you've worked on because I don't even know if that's dead. Maybe that's dead. I have no idea, speaking of sleek lens. And so we'll talk more about what you're going to say there later. But let's start off with real estate photography. People who are really excited about doing photography for a living and get full time and make money doing it, often we think about could I do some real estate photography? What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you say you want to do real estate photography? Let me tell you something. Uh, do it. Really? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, uh, there's, I've, I've kind of come under the mindset of just go out there and do something. So if somebody says they want to start real estate or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be real estate. It could be portrait photography or, or something like that. If they want to do it, just start it. Just do it. Um, don't worry about equipment. Don't worry about a portfolio. Uh, don't, you know, don't worry about getting a website up or anything like that. Just start doing something, and then it'll eventually fall into place. 
I felt like when I first started, I was too worried about the logistics of everything. Right. Um, and so that held back and that even though I'm doing way, way more real estate stuff than I have in the past now, oh, really? uh, that could have been substantially larger if I would have just started when I had the idea. Ah, so if you had only started right away. Yeah, because, you know, I, it, it's kind of the same thing that, that we will eventually talk about with the, the new type of thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, but I would get so caught up in like, okay, I want to I, I do real estate photography. I want to try that out. Uh, I need a website first. So let me go ahead and get that, the, get that up. I need to have that perfect, you know, every every letter needs to be kerned right or the letting, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. The graphics need to be yeah. perfect. Um, and no one cares about that. <laughs> no one cares about that at all. I was more concentrating on the the stuff that I thought was important rather than the actual stuff that everybody else would think was important. Right. So I would say just start doing something. Um, I mean, if you want to start real estate photography, uh, call up a realtor, ask if you can do it. They say no. Say, cool. All right, I'll be here. Call up another one. Keep doing it. And um, yeah, that's kind of how you get started. So what are the realities of starting out from scratch being a real estate photographer? How do you even possibly get someone to trust you to be the one that takes pictures? Or is it easier than we might think? Um, it's, if I had to put it into real world terms, I would say fake it until you make it. <laughs> Confidence um, as you learn. Yeah. Uh, cause I can still go back to the, the first, the first time someone called me for a real estate shoot, my website was probably up and running, you know, uh, for maybe eight months to nine months without even a, a single hit. Um, and this one guy called me and said, Hey, uh, I have a house. It's like a 3000 square foot house. Um, you know, what's your, what's your rate? My photographer that usually takes the photos, he's out of town, found you on the internet. What do you charge? And so I would use the words like we, instead of I, when I talked about <laughs> you know, my company, um, we typically would, do this and we typically charge this price and yet it's still yeah, just Jordan yeah, you know, I, and you're I could say, we can come in, we can take these photos, <laughs> you know, we'll hit up every room and you know, all kinds of stuff. I would, I would, I would say that just to fake it till I make it. Um, obviously fake it till you make it, but still have the portfolio that to, to back it up. But, um, yeah, I would just say, <laughs> say fake it till you make it and just, just have the confidence that you're going to pull the job off. Uh, you know, if, if your work sucks, then that might be a big deal, but yeah, that's um, absolutely sure. you know, so what it's, would you... it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun thing when you get that first call because you're like, okay, this is really a thing. You know, this is, this, this can be something. And the guy found you on the web too. So obviously you're doing something right there where you showed up even in a search that he found you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just me again, concentrating on the small stuff of like, you know, <laughs> updating a photo on Google plus when who cares about Google plus anymore? Yep, um, and they're even not you know, caring about stuff, it anymore. Stuff like that. I mean, just concentrating on all that stuff instead of worrying about like writing a blog post or posting a, a Facebook ad targeted to just to realtors in my area or doing, you know, doing stuff like that stuff that actually really matters. Okay. So say there's someone who's just barely beginning. What would you say is the bare minimum of equipment you need to do it well? Uh, to do it well, um, 
you, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's on a tripod. I can't do it. I can't take it off. But um, <laughs> I have a Canon. I have a Canon Rebel T3i. So that's not even close to right. being new. That's the very entry level camera to buy. Right. Right. Um, a Canon T3i. I have a 10 to 20 um, a Canon lens on there. 10 to 20. It's a zoom yeah. up to 20. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Um, I could take one flash and that camera and get killer photos. Do you have flash on board or on a stand that you put? No, I, in the room? I, I would. What I would do is do multi flash or, or flambient where I would take flash, blend them in Photoshop. Can um, you go ahead and explain that real quick? Because I know that I've seen a little bit of real estate about that. And that really makes a fo- it makes a room stand out from other pictures when you light it well like that. So explain the process of a moving light that you Photoshop all together afterwards. Okay, so it's it's briefly well. I'll start with the the flambient thing. That's the probably easiest one yeah, to do. What is that word? Um, it, it's flash and ambient put together. <laughs> oh, okay, flamboyant, <laughs> um, flambient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is this is something that me I haven't even got close to mastering this yet. I'm still playing with with the workflow of it um, to to get not only just to make the images look better, but make my workflow faster so that I don't spend two hours at a home and then two hours editing because I'm I'm losing money then. That's true. Yeah. Um, so flambient or flash and ambient put together, a lot of people hate that flambient word, but, um, flash and ambient put together. That's basically where you take an, uh, an ambient shot, you know, basically zeroed out on the light meter, you know, it, it, it gathers what it gathers. Um, and then you take another shot, which is a flash that's either, you know, right above the camera pointed up at the ceiling, you know, it's where it's going to reflect all the light okay, and then you bring everywhere. them both into Photoshop and you basically do a layer mask pull all that uh, the, you're basically taking the flash image and taking some of the flash away from the image to make it look more natural um, but that'll allow you to expose for the outside as well as the inside oh I see um, for smaller rooms that really works well but if you get bigger rooms then you probably need to do multi-flash where you're actually walking around with the flash and popping it off in different areas of the room, and then you blend all that together. And so when I'm picturing it, I'm picturing the whole room in view. The camera and the tripod aren't moving, but you're basically in every shot, but in a different position, and you're layer masking yourself out every time. How do you transition from that light blast here to the other light blast there without looking like a very harsh line has been drawn in between? Is that a challenge, or does it come out better than you think? Well, if you if you if you have the 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 ambient first, um, then it's really easy to slowly blend that stuff in oh, using a, a layer mask oh. and a low opacity brush or a low flow brush and ah. brush in Photoshop to blend all that together. It's it's extremely easy to put that together. You just got to make sure you flash in the right places. That way, you know, if you're over on on this side, you're you're basically flashing over here, and you're only worried about the shadows and the color and the the exposure on this side. I see. Um, where then you go back over here and then you kind of worried about it on this side. So you're never going to be in the shot. Um, and then you kind of go, you know, if it's a longer room or something, you go back in the back, you kind of do the same thing. Um, you can take, you even take the flash outside and flash through a window to make it look like you can create shadows that are coming oh. through, like hitting a chair or something like that. You can create, <laughs> cool. create the scene instead of just taking the picture of what it is. So then with you having the minimum tools, you have a flash that you can do that with. You have a camera that's just a T3i level and a tripod necessary because you're going around, right? Yeah. So you have to have yeah. a tripod. So then that's the minimum tools. Would you say that just there having flambian 
being something you add into your images, have you noticed that that's something everyone does now, or does it still make you a very competitive beginner because your images will stand out compared to others? It's it's something that a lot of people are doing, but um, it, it it you won't see it all the time. I'm not I'm like I'm I, I shot a house on Wednesday that was I think probably 1,200 square feet, super small house. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that shoot, I didn't even worry about a flash. I didn't even care. I just did straight HDR and that was it. Um, and that I, I took it from there and it, the images turned out perfectly fine for what it was. Um, but obviously if you want to, if you want to do the, uh, typical mode of taking better images and charging more, yeah, then that's where that, that flash work starts to come in because that will instantly separate you from. 90% of the people in your in your market that are doing you know straight HDR all the time. Gotcha. When you think about quoting someone and you quote them with or without Flambean as a process, do you explain that to a a potential agent or a home seller or do you just say here's two prices, which one would you want? Here's some extra lighting techniques that we can do with this one. No, I basically just say one price. I I I'll, ah. I'll figure out what the best me, best method is. Oh, I um, see. You know, is you know let's say I'll charge for like that really small house you know I'm, that's no secret all my pricing is on my website so it's not really that big of a secret but oh, okay, gotcha. um, for that super small whole house I just charged a hundred bucks and that's because I was in and out in like twenty minutes and editing took about ten so the the hardest part was driving there because it snowed here and it took forever to get there but other than that <laughs> if it was a normal day <laughs> um, it would have been totally fine. Uh, Jeff Anderson so, asks on that topic, if I can interject, he says, yeah. I want to know how much someone typically would charge for a real estate shoot, something like 2000 square feet, three beds, two bath, for an example, what would you think for, I can give you an example in my area, but it's going to differ. Like mm, obviously right. I'm my, my, my market is different from, you know, San Francisco, California. Right. Um, <laughs> so my market for that size home would probably be around 150. Um, for, for getting in there, what you would make for everything from creating the shots, processing them and then getting them back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause right now I have my, my workflow down fast enough where I can get them the photos and I'm not doing a whole bunch of work, you know, oh, nice. editing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for, for that size home in a, a bigger market, I mean, that's easily like a 275 or $300 home. Okay. So it all has to be gauged on your market. How would you possibly research that? Is it easy enough to find other real estate agents online or real estate photographers online that you could compare their prices if they host their information online? Yeah, basically what I did when I first was putting together, that was the only good thing I guess I did when I put together my website <laughs> is really research the pricing in my area. Um, but I made a spreadsheet, uh, a Google Doc, and just basically searched you know, uh, Greensboro, because that's where I live. That's the biggest city where I live right now, closest okay. to, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. I typed in Greensboro, North Carolina or Greensboro real estate photographer, found the first ones that were popping up, saw what they charge per square footage, and then just kept making a list. And I basically did the, the, the medium, me, median men kind of cost there. Um, so the average cost for, for, um, what would typically be charged in the area. And I, I right now on the smaller homes, I kind of fall more on the lower end, okay. but on the bigger homes, I fall 
just a touch over like the the, the average range in my area. Gotcha. So, so then, if someone's so, but but then but then I have what I would I guess they would be considered upsells. They're not really upsells, but mm. they are additional services where they take roughly about the same amount of time as a photo job would, but I charge you know way more money. So I I could do a video walkthrough of a home, uh. um, and that's you know that starts at two hundred dollars for like a one one and a half two minute video, and that takes zero time to put together. Um, so a lot of people will say, oh, oh, can I get drone photos? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a $50 add on. I see. Oh, okay. That $50 throwaway money. Yeah. Go ahead and put that on there and, and <laughs> get your drone photo, you know? So it's, it might, for some of the, some of the people who might seem, it might seem small, the, the amounts might seem small, but if I, if, if I charge that amount in my area, I'm, I will get like one job, <laughs> one job, <laughs> one job a month. If I charge more than that. Um, understand that that's, that's just how it is right now so I have two questions for you that I want to ask from the perspective of someone seriously considering doing this for extra money and guys who are on here with me live if you want to help me out with any other good beginner questions hook me up with it but let me ask you these while they think of them first off someone who's considering it and thinking I could do this part-time as a nice side hustle and work on it and then go and do my regular job what kind of time should they think about? Are they? Is it just you better be available during the middle of the day, or no? It's almost always a night time that you can go to the house. How does? How do you plan it around your schedule? Is it very very open? Uh, well, that's how I started out was doing part time, uh, working my graphic design job during the day, get off at five, and then mm. I would, if people would call, this is where that goes back to fake it till you make it sort of thing. <laughs> Um, if people would call and say, Hey, they need a photo, a house photographed. I would say I can only get out there by five 30. That's, okay. I, I didn't say that I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm working I'm a real job, job right now or whatever. <laughs> I can't get out there during the day or whatever. I would right. just say my only availability is five 30. Okay. Perfect. Um, and honestly, a lot of people actually, they were okay with it, uh, more than, more than I thought they would be. Um, but it started to get to the point where there's only only so many five thirties during the day. So (laughs) I had to, I had, that was when it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and a lot of conversations with the wife about what we can do and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, but for, for a a good amount of time I was doing it part time after work. Is it difficult to get a shoot that happens after seven or 8 PM at night that allows you to come home to the family, have dinner and then go? Um, it's not it's not difficult, but you I mean you gotta prioritize your time pretty good. I see. Um, you can because I would I would get home from the shoot. Uh, let's let's just for example say seven. Um, my son had at that time my only son um, would probably be going to bed at that time, so I might be able to maybe put him to bed. But if he's already in bed, then I'm just out of luck. Right. Um, and then you know have dinner, talk for a little bit, and then I would go to edit photos. Gotcha. Um, I wasn't up for. I wasn't like not sleeping or anything, but it was definitely a lot more work than, than what I was used to, but Absolutely. it kind of, kind of evens out after a while. So if someone's just starting and they get an offer and they say, what time can you come? And they have any time during the day. Is there a better time to shoot a home? Uh, yeah. I mean, the best time to shoot a home is just kind of like landscape stuff, twilight, you know, golden that. hour that kind of, I mean, that's, that's amazing time. Um, okay. 
you is know, that right now, you only probably, the exterior? You get away with it, but is that considering only the exterior or also with the intern interior rooms? Interior rooms. I mean, if you if you really play with the ambient mixture, you can get some really good really good shadows coming in through certain certain windows. But um, if you're just doing you know just the flash stuff, I mean, there's really no no perfect time, I guess, to to shoot a room. I mean, you're kind of making your light at that at that point when you're doing the flash stuff. Okay. Awesome. Well then with this real estate stuff, guys, I'm going to end it on this last question. And then Jordan, we'll jump into more of what you're doing now and your photog adventures that you've had recently and talk more about okay. you. So the last question is, what do you know? What do you know now? What do you know now about real estate photography that you wish you knew at the very beginning that you would tell someone you love who's getting into it? Make sure you don't forget this. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to step on my own feet here, but, uh, <laughs> How's that? I, I gear, I just told you that I could get good shots with that rebel. Oh, right. But I probably did buy too much gear than I, you know, than I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have probably stuck with, cause I got a lot of useless stuff that I bought that I think I could really use, but, gotcha. um, yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. Don't don't go buying stuff, even though even though there's like a lens that I really want right now, but I I can't I can't go too grand right now for a lens. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> maybe eventually, but now are you saying yeah. two grand like T O O grand and grandiose? Or are you saying two thousand dollars? No, no, two K, two thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a two thousand dollar lens that will improve it just this much, but oh, I, but I think I will like it. So that's slicing it thin um, on what's needed for a two thousand dollar investment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably the main thing. Um, Someone you might know has joined us, Roger and, and Angie Younts. That's uh, your father, Roger, has joined us, as well as saying that gear is very important. And Zach Sheehan has joined. Hey, Zach. So real quickly, before we end it, I have to follow up on what you said. There are things you wish you'd never bought. Do you have at least two examples of things that you would say, don't buy this, you won't ever use it? Um. I don't have two things, but I've one at least one. Well, well, yeah, one, one thing that I, this might be way too long of an answer. Um, I originally bought a, I originally bought a Osmo. Okay. Yeah. So and my thought, well, my whole thought process was I'm going to use this Osmo for video, video tours. Yeah. As you walk through the home and it keeps it steady. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. I mean, it's, it's easy, portable, whatever. It's, it's fairly cheap. Um, so I bought it and I was stoked about it when I was playing it with my office. <laughs> as soon as I took it to a house, I was like, this thing is garbage. <laughs> like the video on this thing is garbage. As soon as you get into a, you know, outside it looks beautiful, but as soon as you mm. walk into a room, the noise just cranks up. Oh, really? Um, the low light performance it, just sucks. It, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, I used to carry my, to, to start off video tours, I used to carry my drone around. <laughs> um, because it had stabilization. That's all right. I cared about. Um, but then I bought the Osmo and I realized that it has just as bad as, you know, just, just as bad as a uh, quality as, as the Osmo does. Cause it's basically the same camera. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> so I wish I would not have bought the Osmo and just bought what I have now, which is a crane, um, uh, a Zion crane, you know, the, where I you put your DSLR know. on. So you have this crane that you hold that has a counterweight for your DSLR and you just walk around with your DSLR? It's 
it's like a it's still a motorized gimbal but you put your i i bought a sony a7r2 okay um, so you've also so given up on the full frame but, lens world yeah the, yeah I, the, i've been wanting a sony for a while so i i, I use that for all my, all my video work pretty much um so nice. that is what stays on that crane the whole time so it's it's just a little zion crane it's like a little handheld gimbal but it it's Obviously, you can put the camera on there, which is the big thing. That's awesome. I wish I would have just went ahead and got that instead of, <laughs> you know, fussing around with the stupid Osmo. Um, right. I said but, full frame, but I meant you went with the mirrorless world. I mean, these big, giant, mirrorless, yeah. full body It's mirrorless full cameras, frame. It's all the same. That would be tough to fit <laughs> on one of those little guys. So awesome. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break of the podcast, and then we're going to come back and talk about Jordan Yance's new project. Picture Monk is, Picture Monk is dead. He's gone. Road to full time is also surprisingly dead. I was excited to hear how that was going, and it's dead. So let's find out after this break, what the heck are you doing now, Jordan? Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, everyone. I am hanging out alone here as Brendan's out on his anniversary. I guess he's allowed once a year to have an anniversary, so that's fine. He's Lose. with his wife, having fun, and I'm hanging out with Jordan Yance. I don't know why I wanted to pronounce it that way, but Jordan Yance is hanging out with me tonight. We just talked about real estate for those of you interested in going into that to earn some money on the side, but now no more. Let's talk about what is it that's replacing the road to full time? What's this new project? How much are you willing to tell us? Because I know that we did this last year and you only could tell us so much before you start going full with everything. I could tell you even less. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What can you tell us then? Give me a little bit because I'm hungry to find out what you're working on. Well, let me let me let me start off by by doing a little bit of a history. Okay. So the picture monk thing that was that was basically me trying to I would maybe say copy other people that I would, that I admired. Okay. Um, and so that, that wasn't exactly what I, what I wanted. Now looking back, that definitely wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Oh, gotcha. The road to full time stuff. When I did that, that was, that's like, that's like a beta version of what I'm doing now beta uh, or what I'm getting, what I'm getting ready to do. The road to retirement? Um, it's coming out? Road to retirement now. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one has to deal with, th if, I, if, if, if this isn't what I want to do, then I'm just going to quit. Um, oh, okay. Because I, I, can't, I can't keep building all this kind of stuff up <laughs> all over and over again. <laughs> um, so uh, this one is, okay, picture what we're doing right now. I you can... you and me are sitting in front of a mic talking. Yeah. That's pretty much what every podcast does. Are you saying that we are boring podcasts because we just go no, in front of a no. mic? No, I was getting ready, as, as, as <laughs> I was getting ready to say something. Um, uh, this is pretty much what everyone does when they hear a podcast. It's either one person or multiple people talking. Right. And, I mean, yeah, it can be a, a topic podcast or um, – Interview podcasts, topic podcasts. Picture picture most of the things in our in our genre of, of podcasts. Okay, it's it's ba it's mainly topic based. Topic based topic. or news, like you know, Sharky James yeah. does his re regurgitation of the recent news that's going on. Yeah, it's it's all it's all that kind of stuff. I want to break out of that mold. Oh man, um, what is this so? I'm be? doing something not topic based. Um, more of a, more of a documentary, uh, style. 
documentary Dog- style. So you're thinking something that has a series and has an end and a, a beginning and an end for it, and then you'll do a completely different series of a bunch of episodes that all tie together. Will it be episodic? Will it have seasons? It, it will. It will be episodic. It probably won't have seasons okay. um, because I don't. I don't take days off when it comes to this topic, so I can't. Oh, gotcha. I don't. I don't see any reason to do seasons, but um, it's it's going to be. After hearing other podcasts that are not related to the photography genre in this style, yeah. this is picture perfect what I want to do. Um, and what I've been shooting for, however, they take a lot longer to produce. Oh, that sounds horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause it's really, it's really awesome to sit down in front of a microphone and you know, you're, you're in and out in 30 minutes. Um, I wish it was over in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one won't be cause I talk too much. And me um, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's going to be more, more episodic. It's going to be more documentary. Um, it, I think I think the people who are wanting to get into it's it's def, it's definitely photography related. Okay. Want want to get into this this style of photography or this this mode in their photography dial that they want to play with, they're they're good. They're, this is going to be exactly what they want to hear. I have no idea what that means. I'm excited Perfect. to find out. <laughs> <laughs> So then, my job was to give you some information, but also fool you at the same time. <laughs> right, throw us off course so that no one listening right now, no one listening in their car tomorrow, and no one like Aaron King is going to be like, oh, I could try and do that and do it even better. No, I'm not going to be able to do it better than. Jerry and I'm going to give away a thousand dollars to the person who says it, who guesses what it is. Oh man, I haven't any clue. I mean, I got a basic idea of what you're going for, but no idea of how to even begin to steal the idea from you. So that's perfect amount. It's got me excited. When will I know what it is? I can't give you a definite answer, but I'm recording episode two right now. Okay. Um, I'm looking behind and it, you. There's it, no it will start off as a podcast, um, but then it will be. Uh, it will still it will remain a podcast, but it's gonna then it then it will slowly venture out to other things. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Well, I would I, love to tell you what it is. I really, because I'm super <laughs> excited about it. I'm super stoked. Um, if it, there but, weren't anyone listening to us right now, you could tell me and I could keep it a secret. But the problem is, I've got people listening to us right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, we just closed down. Everything's off the air. This is off the, off the podcast record. So, you can tell me. Just tell me what you say. So, yeah. this project, when you think about transitioning into it, Jordan Yance is a hard worker, guys. He's a hard worker who was doing what I should have done more of having my regular daytime job and then work my way into the Photog Adventures making money. Jordan was responsible where he transitioned from money to money. I transitioned from making money to being a homeless bum to working and working and working and then started making money. And I'm kind of making money, but you know, it's, it's not real. Like anyone in my life who loves me always has this look of so when are you going to get a real job? And have you considered <laughs> maybe a real job? And so it's it's a fun thing that I'm doing right now, but I'm not making as much money as you probably had when you transitioned smartly into what you're doing now. So when I think about Jordan Yance, I picture a guy who's very clever, wise, hardworking, 
I know this new project. <laughs> He's shaking his head right now. It's not audible. You can't tell that he disagrees. He's like, I don't know who you're talking about. That was just for the live viewers right there. <laughs> so you are going to do this well. I know it. And you're going to gain an audience that I can only dream of because you do one episode of something and you beat us in all topics. It's crazy. You're amazing. So I can't wait to follow it. Can't wait to find out what it is. Maybe this time, sometime middle of January, February, we can have you on talking about it. You think that'll be a rough estimate of a safe bet? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, my my initial plan was to have the – I, I want to get five episodes banked first. Um, so my first episode is probably going to be released middle of the you know the of January. So that that could be good. Okay, sweet. We have comments from the listeners who are viewing us right now, and Roger says he is very talented. I think he can huh. say that because, you know, genetically he gave you your talent. And then the checks Josh, in the mail. <laughs> Josh Burdick <laughs> says it's going to be a charade podcast. Like you, I'm, I'm not sure if he means like charades of the game where you're trying to guess what he's thinking or if he's just saying the whole thing is a charade. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you are the... Oh, what's his name? P. P. T. Barnum, a photography podcast where you make up a big, oh, yeah. big to do about. I would love it. to be the P. T. Barnum of photography <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I'm excited to find out what that project is awesome. Road to full time, it is over, but you still have your podcast up, so people can listen to old episodes, just like with Picture Monk, right? Or is it being taken off? I think I took it off completely. Um, I swear I looked at iTunes just last week about Milky Way photography and your episode beat our episode in iTunes because you mentioned it once. And so I just know <laughs> that uh, Picture Monk slash Road to Full Time slash Jordan Yance's fan club is just so big. I'm going to have to check that out because I had, I, I had to remove that podcast. That had was a – to. Gotcha. Dang, Interesting. Okay. Maybe it won't show up again. Maybe my search was just at that right transitioning time. So That's all right. You're doing Sleek Lens still? Are you still working for Sleek Lens? Yep. Okay. So you're yep. able to do your new project with Sleek Lens. Is it connected in any way or is it going to be just a Jordan Yance production? Just me. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Well, speaking yep. of Jordan Yance... You said you had an interesting photog adventure recently. You went out somewhere. What'd you do? Can you tell us? Did you fall like uh, Brendan into the waterfall in the cold weather? No, no. I was actually kind of scared for my life a little bit. Oh, but, really? Uh, what? It's not. It's not a crazy adventure, but it's it's um. It, okay, so uh, I think it was September. This is a w little bit of back. So it was okay. September, and. I went to the beach with my family. This was the only time that I was I was able to get like landscape type photos because I haven't taken a lot and recently because it's been all real estate stuff. Gotcha. Um, so me and my father in law decided to go to the sound side of the island that we were on, you know, staying on, and the he said he knows this cool walking path. It leads off to like an overlook. On the sound side, it's where all the hunters go and where all these uh, wildlife photographers go to capture these birds that come into the water and all this mm, kind of stuff. Cool. I was like, this is sounds great. sounds perfect. We'll, we'll go at sunset. So we we hiked out at sunset. Um, it, it was probably – it wasn't too long of a walk, maybe a mile and a half or two miles, something like that. Um, but there was a – it was behind a gate. It was like a gated place, like a – you know, like a park would be. Okay. Um, the gate closed at eight o'clock, so we had to be out by eight o'clock. So you went for sunset 
in September, isn't that budding up to eight o'clock really close? If if we left, if we started walking back by like two seven uh, two seventy two twenty five or I'm sorry seven twenty five <laughs> two seventy. If we start, I got I'm dyslexic. Uh, seven twenty five, <laughs> we would be able to make it back before the gate closed. Um, so we had a hard hard out at, at seven twenty five. Um, so we went out there. We got these cool photos, beautiful photos of of sunset. It looked great. Um, then we stayed a little bit longer than we should. <laughs> and the the place that we were walking through was basically just a canopy of trees. Oh, yeah. Uh, so once you start walking through, you can't. There's no. There's no sky there. Yeah. There's no um, light at all. So when when it started to sunset, it got really dark, and then it got really really dark when <laughs> we we um, uh, started to actually walk back, and we didn't ha- we didn't have any headlamps, um, and we also had like. Uh, Indiana Jones like spiders that were like hanging down really from, yeah like it was like they had spider webs that were going from canopy to canopy oh wow um, and we were walking into spider webs the whole time we were going up there that's creeping me out right now it's I know just that eerie <laughs> I didn't like it either. spider web <laughs> <laughs> so we had to walk back through the same spider webs um, <laughs> and with no light and uh, no so headlamps we, on either of you no, no head. We meant to bring them, but we had we didn't have any headlamps. <laughs> meant to bring them. <laughs> um, so we pulled out our phone and used the you know crappy phone the <laughs> phone flashlight that we had, but my phone was on like twenty five percent. Of course. <laughs> um, so we would we would we would hike back. One of us would like hold our tripod out in front of us like this to block the <laughs> spider webs. Oh, it's um, creepy crawly. And then he had the he had the nerve to tell me he was like yeah do you uh, while we were walking back it could pitch pitch dark <laughs> you know do you know we have a lot of black bears in this area <sighs> and I was like oh man don't say that and so I was like looking behind me every once in a while to see eyes you know that are looking behind <laughs> you know me. all that rustling in the bushes you've been hearing that might actually be black bears because we have a lot of black bears <laughs> it could in be this some area. black bears you never know. <laughs> But the only saving grace, I think, was uh, he has a bum leg, so all I had to do was run faster than him, and then I would have been fine. <laughs> you would have gotten away from a bear, but you'd been first into that yeah. spider web. <laughs> um, so that was that was the first hurdle. We finally got back. We finally got back to the car. We we, we made it. Then we get you to the made gate it by eight o'clock. Cl- you didn't get locked out. No, no, no. We got we got to the gate by seven forty-five because oh. we were we were booking it to the to the car. <laughs> um, but they closed the gate early, so it was seven. 745 so we were stuck behind the gate you really were locked out anyway yeah yeah oh we were stuck we were stuck behind this gate it was a it was a wooden gate and i said well we can just break it open (laughs) so which side of the gate is your car it's on it's on the inside so we had to you need to get your cars out yeah we couldn't get the car out oh man um so we had to we had to take a the uh tire iron that comes with the uh (laughs) some comes with the car pry off the bolt (laughs) Um, wow. push open the gate and then put the gate back together like it never happened. Did you tape a few twenties there to pay for it? <laughs> no, I just screwed the bolt back in there and it, I mean, it's still loose, but it's, you know, if, if somebody looked really hard, they can, uh, they can be like, Oh, it's loose, but it's not really broken as much as it is loose now. Yeah. Yeah. It was their fault for closing <laughs> early. And they did. They closed it early. You had it until eight o'clock and you guys made it by seven forty-five. So you did your yeah. part. Oh yeah. man! I mean, we we tried we tried everything we d- we could think of to not bust the gate open, 
Um, <laughs> but it, it just wouldn't work. We were going to drive around the gate, but drive in the woods around the gate. Oh, that might have been way um, worse. Yeah, couldn't do that. So we had to just, you know, pry the gate open, walk out, and then man, go about our day. I'd rather have you damage a man-made gate any day than go through the forest and break anything up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't my car, so that was that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you guys find uh, spider eggs in your ears later on or anything like that? No, but there was, I think I found like three ticks, but oh, like no, no spider eggs. <laughs> <laughs> man, a tick. I have never had a tick. I oh, am man. lucky now that I've I said I was, that. I was, looking, I was looking on my legs and I was like, oh gosh, at least I, w- I was actually, at least it's not a spider. But, you know, a tick you can just rip off and it'd be fine. But That sounds terrible. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a picture that turned out? Would you say that you had anything photographically speaking that turned out really well? Um, the sky was beautiful. Okay. Uh, but, but I didn't, I made the mistake of putting one of my cameras up to do a time lapse and the other camera hmm. didn't have the right lens. So I couldn't get what I wanted to get. If you but the other camera that was doing the time, the time lapse had the right lens, but it, I don't know. <laughs> Dang. It was, it was fun. It was, it was a good, it was a good, a good story, I guess. If anyone could actually get out there to that area, if anyone can recognize it from what you've told us, what was it called again, that area? Oh gosh, I have no idea. You don't even um, know. But if someone were to go out there, what would you say they need to make sure that they're doing? Like say, make sure you brought multiple lenses. Let, let somebody know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> don't lock the door on us. <laughs> yeah, don't close the gate, guys. Oh man, ah, oh, jeez. I I have been to places where they say you got to get out of there, but they never have a gate except for the Yakina Head Lighthouse, which was a terrible, frustrating world. As it gets beautiful and blows up in color, they're like security's pushing you out to the front. It's like get oh, going, geez. get going. Pick your tripod up. Like, no, the color, the color. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mary Beth says she's afraid of ticks more than anything, so she would be a lot more happy with a spider bite oh, than those man. ticks. If she saw those spiders, then <laughs> maybe <you can> change <laughs> her mind. <laughs> I mean it was like it was like picture looking up at like canopy trees like this. And just see spider webs going across all the way while you're walking. <laughs> I'm just afraid one's gonna like drop down on me, and I, oh man, it was just did not like it at all. Oh gosh. Okay, well, I'm gonna ask you an on-the-spot set of questions here to end this podcast. Talking with you, even though you have long since thrown the road to full time to the curb and completely decided it's over. In all the months that you did it, all the things that you learned. What else, other than real estate photography, would you target as, here's a really good side hustle for you photographers who really want to work on photography as a job and transition slowly into something that'll make enough money? What would you say makes sense to start? Other than real estate photography? Yeah, other than Um, real estate photography. Unless you want to say, absolutely, without a doubt, real estate photography is the best bet try that first but then what would be no, second and I, third i wouldn't say it's the best bet I, I mean it's probably one of the lesser lesser sought after i would think um mm, okay so like more less competition we'd say yeah i mean if you compare if you type in right now just in my area if you type in wedding photographers you're going to get tons oh gotcha um but <laughs> yeah. if you type in real estate photographers you're not going to find hardly near as much as as wedding or portrait photographers i'd rather shoot an empty room over a wedding any day i i will never ever shoot a wedding again (laughs) um so i don't i I don't i don't really nothing i don't really know it's 
nothing in Road to Full Time that made you think this is a really good promising option for people to consider? I would say even if you're not interested in some, because some people don't even don't want to do photography as a business. Yeah. Um, so I would say even if you don't want to do it as a business, don't don't make it a business. But you, I, I would still recommend doing it paid. Um, when, when you can't, I mean, don't, don't promote it like crazy and, you know, put Facebook ads everywhere. Don't do any of that stuff. But like, you know, if somebody wants their picture taken and, and they'll be willing to pay you, just do it. And you never know, you might think it might, it might develop into something, but even if it doesn't develop into something, you got some money to buy some gear or some new stuff that you've been wanting or, or whatever for your hobby with some portrait photography, some client work. Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong no. getting getting paid to do it. <laughs> right. Um, so I mean, it's not. it's it's it, you know, it's I, I would say just even if you don't want to do it, something like even if you don't even if you don't want to do a service style of photography, gotcha. Um, and get paid for it. Still, if if a job comes along, accept it. Okay. Well, then leaning towards if you're comfortable with it. If you're comfortable with it. (laughs) Obviously, if you just started ten days ago and you got to shoot, you know, a friend's wedding, don't do that. Don't don't be nuts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you go a different route with this and you think about what you did, I mean, people out there, there's a lot of them. I was just talking with uh, Gavin Hardcastle, and he loves teaching teaching photography. So a lot of people are getting into it, loving the hobby, and one of the ways that they like to experience their hobby is to learn a lot about it and share what they're learning, whether by a YouTube channel, blogging, vlogging, going and writing tutorials or online courses or teaching it in person. When you think about the Jordan Yance that started getting into this world, you said you copied those that you knew was working and you tried Picture Monk and then you went into Road to Full Time. Now that you've tried several different areas of doing something that makes money doing photography or gets attention gets ad sales gets something what would you tell someone else who's thinking in the same vein as you and i that okay here's what i've figured out now and some of the things that you should do first are x um i would first of all try to decide if you want quality over quantity so if you're thinking Um, about what would you mean quality quantity quantity of what uh how many like, things you're like teaching? for example when i when i started picture monk um my goal was to try to increase my youtube channel as fast as possible oh i um, see that's all i wanted to do so that's you know i would i would, quality, I would look right. at some of the top performing videos or something like that and and i would record a version of how to do what you know, whatever effect in in Photoshop or something like that. Right. I would record a, a, a tutorial on how to do that, how I would do it, um, and then I would record another video on how to do that same thing in Lightroom, and then I would how to do this and how to do that. I would I would try to crank out as many videos as possible. I hated how they were, um, <laughs> but n- you have to kind of draw that line of like. Do you want to have quality work or do you want to have just a, a bunch of stuff that you're halfway sort of proud of? Hmm. Um, yeah. So like with with the with the picture monk stuff, I had you know I had an audience that was relatively large for for being so new, but then I didn't I didn't like what I was doing. So I mean, if, you're not enjoying. Unless I had it. like, do what you you personally weren't enjoying doing it. No, I mean, I hated sitting down and trying to record a video. Um, <laughs> at, towards the end, I hated sitting down trying to record a podcast because I felt like I was doing the same thing everybody else was doing. Oh, okay. And so that's when I 
tried to transition. That's when I thought I knew what I wanted when I started the road to full time thing. Um, and that, that was, that was, you know, it started to be even worse. Um, because I felt like I was dipping back into what I didn't want to do. Now I'm, now I'm hyper-focused on this one thing. Yeah. What was it you said again that you were doing? What's the one thing you told us earlier? So you can tell us now. Oh, I can just say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Didn't work. <laughs> I'm starting a line of silk pashminas. All right. That's what oh, I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> and they docu- your documentary is all about how you go. How do you make a, 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 a satin or silk pashmina? That's I'm not even what sure what a pashmina is. So more power to you. I heard the word. I thought it was a funny word. Is that um, male su- upper support underwear or what is a pashmina? I don't know. I think it's like a throw or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, somebody so correct your new us project, <laughs> do you, Would you say, let me just devise some advice that I'm gleaning from what you're saying. Someone who wants to get out there and do some, have, find some identity online, either teaching, telling stories, uh, sharing, um, just trying to also in the process make a few bucks to pay for their hobby. Would you say, you said don't focus on quantity, like get out a thousand videos, get out 10 videos you love. That's what you're saying. Focus on quality. But on top of that, would you say find what you love the most? Don't just do what is working for everyone else? Yeah, because you know, you could have, you can crank out a thousand videos and it's, it's fine. I mean, that it kind of go, that, that kind of goes with what a lot of people are saying, especially in like the YouTube world of consistency, always producing something, making sure you have something out there, you know, consistency is the key. You can still be consistent, but produce better quality things and not, you know, Hey, this is Joe. I'm over here doing this thing. And, um, yeah, uh, we got this thing right here. Like, I don't want to record a video that's like that. It needs to be, I prefer to see better quality than this random video from something. I don't know if that makes sense, but throwing myself under the bus, you said something to me earlier this year where you said something that was simultaneously a huge compliment and a trashing of everything else I had done. Because, oh, crap, what did I say? <laughs> no, that sounds way worse than I really mean it. And it's, it's also way worse than I actually took it. But we had a video that I put out, one of our vlogs of the, Ju- the June Milky Way chase, and I had one where I spent a lot of time filming with this camera and using a 50-millimeter lens, and I got a lot of those really cool shots where the focus is pulled from the character to the person in the back to a different scene, really great looking video footage compared to filming with this iPhone. And so you're like, man, that video is one of my favorite ones. And I was like, you know, he's also saying because of that obvious quality difference of filming with the camera and getting those different shots, it made that vlog better. And then the next three days when I edited the other vlogs that did not have that kind of video footage in there, I just felt, oh, these are going to be terrible. These are going to be terrible looking compared to that one. And so I, I, you haven't seen them, guys, because, of course, I have too many things going on and I haven't been able to edit them, but I've made more vlogs using this lens and using another lens. And I really I've, I've, I hear your comment in my mind all the time now. It's like, 
Aaron, just get out the big camera. You're holding an awesome video camera. Use it and film with that so you have a focus pull back and forth. It's much neater. It ends up looking nicer, has higher quality than just pumping something out on this iPhone that has very same, has samey look for every shot. Same this, same that, and then, you know, it, it, it works, but it really is the argument of quantity versus quality. And so you've inspired me to put more effort out to use use a nicer camera for what I film so that I can get the Jordan Yonces of the world to say, I love this vlog. It turned out really well. Because what we said in the vlog, what we ended up doing in the vlog was really very little different from the previous few nights. But because I had that video footage, I think that's what you were liking. Do you remember that at all? Vaguely? It's abandoned video. That abandoned milk. Oh, is way. it that one? Oh, yes. yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And I know why you liked it. It makes complete sense. I'm actually changing right now, guys, on the podcast over to the abandoned video just to see it again. He's talking about this quality. And, guys, for those of you thinking about doing Milky Way, or not Milky, but doing YouTube videos, vlogging, when Thomas Heaton was doing it, when Nick Page is doing it, just a couple years ago, there were a lot of people doing it, but not as many as now. I mean, it's insane now. And so you got to stand out. And people like Alan Wallace, who I love, who's doing Milky Way photography, he has a really good vlog that he's doing and a really good production quality. I like Gavin Hardcastle's new channel, Photo because he has a good quality about him and a good production value. And so there's just efforts that I'm taking here with the focus pulled lens and not just a one focus is all I get kind of iPhone. And these shots are just so much more alive, so much more fun, and the quality is better. So let me ask you for a hint. When you say documentary style, do you mean documentary because you're going to chronicle something and tell the behind the scenes of it and tell the history of it? Or do you mean sometimes a fully encapsulated documentary includes really high quality production that's planned out, organized, and then produced and edited very well? Uh, let's – okay. So yeah, it, it'll be it'll – be... I have scripts written, written, written about what I need to do, what I need to grab, like what I need to record. Um, I got six pages of scripts um, for two two videos, or I'm sorry, two two podcasts. Um, yeah, it'll be much, it'll be a much higher produced thing, but even if it's not produced, uh, like super high produced, that's going to be trumped by the story that goes along with the topic. Gotcha. Cause I was going to ask you earlier, I was leading towards the same rough question that it sounds like when you were talking quality over quantity, it sounds like your new endeavor, it's going to be one of your main pillars is quality. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm putting, I'm, I'll probably shoot myself in the foot because you know, having, <laughs> having uh, consistency and and fairly fast turnaround time for for some things is important um, but if I did that again then this would just fail just you know in my mind like the other ones did okay because I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to continue doing it 
And if it doesn't have that quality, it doesn't have that soul, it doesn't have that staying power, that endurance, that you can keep doing this the rest of your life. I like it, Jordan. I wish I knew more. We all, I mean, even Josh, he agrees with me. We wish we knew what you were actually talking about. But I won't belabor the point since we can't know all the details. I won't push a bunch of information out of you and squeeze you. I can't wait to talk to you here in a couple months and find I, out I exactly. Can give you, I can give you one separate thing. Ooh, ooh, we pushed him enough. Yes, yes. Yeah. I've had I've had a beer, so I can give you one one <laughs> He's thing. He's loosened up. <laughs> um, it, you're gonna be able to if you're interested in this is gonna give away too much, but whatever. Um, if you're interested in starting a photography business and and learning everything about even even something as ridiculous as stuff I have to do tomorrow. As far as going to the courthouse tomorrow to get some certain paperwork for my business, because if you're, you're getting sued, <laughs> do what? Because you're getting sued by someone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're interested in that kind of stuff for a photography business, you're going to be able to kind of come along with me on all of this stuff. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm not going to let you t say any more. I don't want you to regret any more of your hints that you're giving. I've already regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already regretted it. <laughs> Roger says, how often should people expect to see the new stuff? What do you think in your timeline will be on deliveries? You, will you have even a consistent delivery time? Yeah, every um, – I'm, I'm anticipating my first episode being released middle of January – and then in the beginning, it'll be released every every other week um, because it takes a little bit longer to produce. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, two weeks, two a month to three a month on longer months, huh? Yeah, there'll be bonus stuff too. Um, but starting out because it, it takes so it takes a little bit longer to do this because it's again not just sitting in front of this microphone; it's gathering a whole lot of other audio samples and getting meetings with people that I typically work with and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of that stuff. So it's not just a, Hey, let's chat for an hour. It's, <laughs> it's, an, it's other stuff. <laughs> right on. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to squeeze you anymore for more information. I think the hard lights that are hitting you right now, as we've taken <laughs> out and interrogated the entire idea from you, I've had a blast hanging with you, Jordan, and you guys, you and your father, Roger, have not come to Utah this entire year. And this year is coming I have to an end. excuse. Oh, you do? Because you had a baby just last week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got an excuse. I, I don't, he, he has no excuse. Come on, I, you have no excuse. I, I have an excuse. I have to go to the hospital almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I just saw a comment here that I said that's awesome about. Deanna Hockenberry Moody says, I found Photog Adventures while listening to Jordan's podcast. So he's glad to oh, see you. Oh, awesome. Her. She's glad to see you here. So that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, hey, man, I'm excited to find out more about your production. And when it has come out, you can count on Photog Adventures spamming it to our listeners and viewers and anyone who sees us on Facebook to say, hey, check out Jordan's new video. Jordan's new video is out. So let us know when it comes out. And we'll help spread the word.
because I'm excited about it. And I think that it's going to be something that we'll all find interesting, especially those of us who are entrepreneur-minded and really excited about making money doing photography. So this will be cool. This will be great, man. But here's one thing. You cannot skip coming to Utah in 2019. Utah won't be around in 2020, so you have to come 2019. <laughs> yeah, it all goes down in 2020. It's just it? over. <laughs> isn't that like the? Uh, isn't that the rapture? No. If you, I've I've actually saw a couple of videos um, that uh, I don't remember what park they were near, but it, they were in Utah, and Clean. I was like. Oh, that's where Aaron lives? Yeah, I got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're talking about other videos. I thought you were going to talk about those hoax videos that showed exploding arches. Oh, no. Those no, came no, no, out no, recently, no. and first time I saw it, I could tell that's definitely CGI, but that's really well done. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they had people actually worried, okay, where's that arch, and did he really blow up an arch? Did someone blow up one of the arches that are down there in southern Utah? And they were really ticked. People were really worried, but then, you know, they checked How it out. How fast further. was the turnaround on that of actually getting it? I was sitting debunked. here recording the podcast Tuesday night with Gavin Hardcastle, listening to Brendan and those guys talking about their adventure at Thor's Well. And since they were doing all the talking, I was just navigating the web and ignoring them for a second. And I saw <laughs> that video pop up on Reddit, and it was talking about it. And people were wondering. And then by the, what was it, today or last night? Is today Wednesday or today Thursday? It's Thursday. So it was Thursday. yesterday evening I saw that they had discovered that it's for sure a hoax. So it, it lasted oh, 24 yeah. hours probably at most maybe three days for people who caught on to it before I did so (laughs) yeah but have have had a fun take two I have had a fun time (laughs) hanging out with you man I guess I've been drinking a beer over here because I'm losing my speech (laughs) and so Mary Beth and Kathy says good luck good luck to you and Mary Beth says you can't Utah is the shiz so you can't miss it. <laughs> Utah is the shiz, and you need to come out here in 2019, man. We have a nice place for you to hang out. Don't miss it. So thanks, Jordan, for hanging out with us. Yep. People who want to follow you might not be able to follow you the way they've been following you. So what would you say is the best place to learn about Jordan Yance and keep tabs on your new project so they can see it when it comes out right away? That's tough because yeah. I got everything locked down. Um, Maybe there's nowhere, huh? <laughs> Unless you your Facebook, not, right? Not really. Not really. Um, Photog Adventures. Gosh. If you want to find out more yeah, about Jordan go, Yance. Go to just follow, everybody should just follow Photog Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, self-promotional. <laughs> well, then let me know when you do have something, and we'll pass the word around absolutely, and I'll add it to the notes on this episode. All right, good deal. We'll so, do. thanks, Jordan, for hanging out with us. Hey, you guys on Facebook, thanks for hanging out with us tonight on the live. Really appreciate you guys hanging out so much with us as we do these lives all the time. And I'm enjoying doing them two to three times a week. Remember, next week is the last week of all the lives that we will be doing, and we'll be out for the rest of the year back on the week of January 7th. So, we have one more Monday Moment of Envy, one more Milky Way Wednesday, one more Gear Time Live, and the podcast will come out as you know regular because we'll be recording them in advance and we have them coming out on those you know christmas eve and we also have after christmas boxing day and so we have all these stuff coming out still so thanks for listening guys remember don't thank us if you like this content thank our patrons they are the awesome people who are behind us even jordan yance is a two dollar patron 
because one day he said my live wasn't working and I said, what? I thought the sound was working. And he goes, oh no, my headphones or something weren't on. And he's like, let me give you some money for that. <laughs> he like, let me just jump in as a patron. And That's so, the least I could do. I thought I freaked you out again. <laughs> all that work I had done to make that live work and then it was still not working. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you did freak me out, but you didn't deserve to have to like punish yourself that way. So at the end of the year, skip out. You're no longer having to throw down $2, but we appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a good week. We will talk to you later and keep looking for the information about Jordan Yance's new production.